Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'll tell you what's happening in here is very special. Very special. A friend of mine who was recently here at the church, he told me, he said, you know, Brian, I watch all the time online. He goes, but man, when I came to the service, he was like, whoa, whoa, what's happening in worship in here is holy. And I said, yes, it is. And I'm thankful for the technology. You know, I'm thankful that people are with us. But I'll tell you, there's something special about being together. Amen. And I encourage you, every time the doors are open, get here. Amen. Every time the doors are open. Get here. So, Revelation 13, are you there? If you're taking some notes tonight, I want to speak to you for the next few moments concerning specifically the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist. And in addition to that, I want you to write this down. The devil's time is short. (laughs) Write it down. The devil's time is short. Say it with me. The devil's time is short. Say it again. The devil's time is short. Hallelujah. Man, when I think of the the very patience and the long-suffering of God... Throughout time and throughout humanity, his forbearance, his patience, his long-suffering through mankind. In the days coming, we are going to behold the Lord cast the devil himself into the lake of fire. And he will burn forever and ever. Glory to God. I'm going to be there to see it. So will you. Hallelujah. I know I'm not supposed to do it, but I sing my voice out every service before I preach. I know as a minister, you're supposed to save your voice. But after 25 years of preaching, I can't help myself, man. When I get in these worship times, I'm just like, Lord, I got to give it all to you. So good. I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go tonight? Revelation 12 and 12. We're talking tonight about the spirit of Antichrist. Sounds exciting, huh? It's going to be a night of great encouragement. (laughs) Yes, it is. Revelation 12, 12. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Lord, let this message tonight penetrate our heart, navigate me where I need to go, things I need to stay away from. Let your life-giving power flow through the word tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. We need to make no mistake about it right now. 
There is a spirit behind the madness of the anarchy in the United States of America. There is a spirit behind this scamdemic. Yes, I said that right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a spirit that has been unleashed like we've never seen before. All the burning lawlessness, all of the mass riots, all the destruction in the cities, all, all of this insane, hostile violence, there is a spirit behind it. You have to understand the spiritual dynamics of what we are facing. We cannot be men and women that are just caught in the realm of virtual reality believing things are just all natural. We can get caught in virtual reality and sunk in believing that, but we must understand as sons and daughters of God, there is a spiritual realm and a spiritual dynamic, a true spiritual warfare that is being waged for the souls of humanity of men and women everywhere. Are you with me tonight? There's a spirit behind this, the murders and this craziness of violence, all of this upheaval all over. It is the spirit, the spirit of Antichrist. 1 John chapter 4, put it in your notes tonight. 1 John chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. The apostle John writes to us, and this is what he says. Verse 2, he says, by this... You know the Spirit of God. This is how you identify it. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, say with me, is of God. You see that? By this you know that the Spirit, what is the Spirit of God? Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Everybody see that? Read the next words. Look at it. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is already in the world. One more time. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you heard was coming and is now in the world. The Apostle Paul, if you go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the Apostle Paul writes these words. He says, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, look at the next words, who do not believe. Notice that. Lest the light of the gospel of glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. You put these two verses together from the Apostle John from the Apostle Paul, and it's easy to see that those that do not believe are easily snared and trapped or blinded by the God of this age. Everybody see that, what we've just read? I'm just laying this out for us tonight. Those that do not believe, those that are being ambushed and blinded by the spirit of Antichrist. They're being duped. They don't see the reality for what it is. 
Who do you think, this is my good question for you tonight, who do you think is trying right now by force to purposely collapse the United States? Who do you think it, who is trying to rush in Marxism and socialism and communists upon the United States right now? Who do you think is at work? What do you think that sinister spirit is behind that that is trying to thrust that upon the United States of America? And I'll tell you what, you know, when I was a boy, I, I, I used to believe, and I remember as a, as a little boy believing that vampires only worked their, their mysterious working works at night. But now I've come to believe and find out and know that in this day and hour, the vampires are out working all during the day. And they're easy to spot. Are you hearing me? They're easy to spot all over right now. There's a spirit behind them. It is the spirit of Antichrist. I'm coming at you tonight. Are you with me? It's amazing to me that this spirit is welcoming literally the Satanist hordes into Washington, D.C. right now. I've been there. I'm not guessing. I know what I'm talking about. It's amazing to me that those in Washington, there's a sector in Washington, they refuse to even denounce evil openly. Have you, have you noticed this? They refuse to renounce godlessness. They refuse to denounce the violence and the riots. They refuse to denounce it. It's because they're proponents of it. Because they're blinded by the same spirit. President Trump said these words. He boldly declared to the radicals at the State of the Union address in 2019, he said, America will never be a socialist country. We were born free and we will stay free. This year of 2020, my wife and I were actually at the White House the night before the State of the Union address while President Trump was still writing with his team the State of the Union address. And we were at the White House the day after the State of the Union address with other ministers there, which was really amazing for us, wasn't it, baby? Amazing. But the president went on to say these words. He said, here in the United States... We are alarmed by new calls to adapt socialism in the country, the president said. He said America was founded on liberty and independence, not government coercion, domination, or control. We were born free. We will stay free. And let the patriots say amen. Come on. There is an assault there's an open lawlessness right now. There is a chaos upon America. And it is such a critical hour that has come upon us. We have to see it is a true spirit that is behind the darkness that is manifesting in this hour. We have to discern it accurately. There are devils that are preying upon Americans. P-R-E. Y-I-N-G. There are devils literally praying upon Americans right now. 
There is a flood of Marxism, socialism, communism that is, it has been a warfare that has been unleashed and spawned from the time that President Trump stood up January, it wasn't January because he got delayed by Pelosi. It was late February last year at the State of the Union address. When he stood up and declared these words boldly to the radicals, we will never be a socialist nation. What happened was by force they said, yes, we will. And they yielded to that spirit to now try to force and collapse this nation into it. You need to understand a few things. Karl Marx, the father of Marxism, he was not only a socialist or a communist, he was an open Satanist. Karl Marx worshipped Satan. He hated the church. He hated God. He was an open Satanist. How many of you have heard of Saul Alinsky? Who is Saul Alinsky? He was the author of Rules for Radicals. And Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, people we're familiar with, they are avid followers of Saul Alinsky. He's a hero to them. Who is he? Rules for Radicals. He dedicated this book to Satan himself. Why? Because he was a Satanist. Black Lives Matter, the movement, Marxist, socialist, driven and inspired through the occult. Are you hearing me? Driven and inspired through the occult. Now, I'm not guessing, folks. I know what I'm talking about. My wife and I listened to Patrice Cullors last week. Patrice Cullors, the founder of Black Lives Matter's movement, and she began to speak openly on the podcast, on the radio, about the seances that they are having and calling for demonic spirits into the rioters that are being loosed into America. Didn't we? If you want the podcast, text me. I'll send it to you. All right? You want some proof? I'll send it to you. Out of her own mouth, they are invoking spirits. You understand, I'm talking to you tonight about the spirit of Antichrist. We're at a whole nother level, folks. We're not in the 80s. We're not in the 90s. We're not in the early 2000s. We're at a whole nother level. And I'm going to tell you again, the vampires are coming out in the day. And they're not pulling back. And I'm telling you, the day of divine confrontation is drawing near. And this is the hour that we were born for. This is the hour that Jesus said, I'm going to build a church and the gates of hell will not even be able to prevail against it. I'll tell you what, we're coming into an hour. We're coming into an hour, an epic hour of a visible manifestation of the power of God through the church. There will be a divine confrontation. You mark these words to Satanist openly. Oh, it's coming. It's going to be a Mount Carmel experience, I'm telling you right now. See, Christians have to understand. Beloved, we have to understand and biblically, biblically discern the end times and boldly rise up to be a sound, bold witness in this hour. 
I have said many times, if we choose to ignore reality, we will not be able to ignore the consequences that come to us by ignoring reality. That is why we are, thank you, Rick, that's what I'm trying. That's why we're in the place that we're in right now because the church for so long has been putting its head in the sand and ignoring reality, and we acted like we were doing God a great service by coming to church, giving some offerings and some tithes, you know, slapping people on the back, having great meetings, and the devil went on to disciple America. Good news coming. We just got to be real. We got to tell the truth. I believe in the midst of the madness. I believe in the midst of the chaos. We're going to come in to the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God America and the nations has ever witnessed. I reminded you weeks ago about the words of Steve Hill at the Brownsville Revival. He said the coming revival... And Brownsville was in a full-on revival. He said the coming revival will be a very violent revival. I believe in the midst of, of just crazy upheaval, we're going to see the glory begin to manifest in a level we've never, never dreamed before. We're in an epic unfolding of the last days. The last days, the last hours... Of the last days. Jesus called it in Matthew 13. And you may know these scriptures well, but Matthew 13, Jesus called it the end of the age. The end of the age. We are racing towards that time right now. And those of you that read your Bible with the Holy Spirit, you know that's true. We are racing towards the end of the age. All the global alliance that is happening before our eyes. Many of you understand even the prophetic implications of Israel's peace agreement with Dubai. Even Israel's recent peace agreement with Bahrain. Even Israel's soon-to-be peace agreement with the Islamic nation of Morocco and North Africa. Do you understand what is happening, ladies and gentlemen? After, After May 14th, 1948, Israel becoming a nation... Now, now we're seeing the prophetic setup of the 70th week of Daniel that is about to begin to manifest upon us. Nations are going to begin to fall into a domino effect, and Daniel 9 is Daniel 9, 26 and 27, the peace agreement that the Antichrist himself will ratify will take us into to Daniel's 70th week, which is the last seven years on this planet. Before Jesus' second coming. We are here. We're racing towards it. Listen. Listen with your heart. Listen with your heart. All the geopolitical things that you see right now. All the financial governance that you're seeing converging economically right now. We are coming to an economic reset in the earth. Religious governments, all the religions being blended together, lines being blurred, some strange form of unity coming in the realms of religion is about to manifest. There is someone coming. The Bible says that he is literally the dragon himself. That's what he says. He says he's the dragon. 
He says he's the man of lawlessness. He's the beast. He's the antichrist. And he's not only coming to destroy the nations of the earth, but his end game is to rule and reign from Jerusalem. What is his ultimate hatred? Stay with me tonight. What is his ultimate end game or his hatred? I'll tell you, the governance and the control and the domination over mankind is because of a deep-seated hatred. You and I are God's ultimate possession. You are his ultimate design and treasure. You, you and I were made in the very essence and in the very image of Father God himself. And Satan hates that. That's why he wants to rule over and destroy you and I. But there's something chief above even that hatred that he holds. He desires to be worshipped like the Most High himself. And in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 3, verse 17, put it in your notes tonight, Jeremiah 3 and 17. It says, at that time, Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord. And all the nations will gather to Jerusalem to honor the name of the Lord. And no longer will they follow the stubbornness of their evil hearts. There is no other place on planet earth that is called the very throne of God than Jerusalem. And the devil heard that too. He heard that. That the throne of God will be set in Jerusalem. And what did he say all along? Oh, no, 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 no. I will exalt myself above the clouds of the sky. I will, I will be worshipped like the most high. But the good news is, is there's a mighty judgment coming to him. I want to say to you again, I want to remind you, the devil's time is short. The devil's time is short. Are you with me? Now, have you gone to Revelation 13 tonight? Have you gone there? Revelation 13. And then I stood on the sand of the sea. I saw a great beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. On his horns, ten crowns. And on his heads, a blasphemous name. Underline that. A blasphemous name. What does blasphemous mean? To blaspheme means to take an act or an offense and start speaking sacrilegiously about God or sacred things. It's called profane talk. Blasphemy is profane talk against God, against what is holy, what is sacred. He said that on his head, there's a blasphemous name, and now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and the mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and his authority. And I saw one of the heads, as, as it were, been mortally wounded, and his head wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. And so they worshiped the dragon who gave his authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. How many, 
How, how many years is that? How many is 42 months? That's three and a half years. You did the math? Are you with me? It was granted to him to make war with the saints and overcome them, and authority was given over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell in the earth will worship him. Those whose names that have been, that, excuse me, the most important word, names that have not, say not, been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed by the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, yet spoke like a dragon. Wow, what a paradox. Looked like a lamb, spoke like a lamb, yet or excuse me, looked like a lamb, but yet spoke like a dragon. He exercised all authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth, those who dwell in it, to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. Telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and lives. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. That, isn't that wild? He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Verse 16. He causes all those both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand and their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him understand and calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of man. His number is 666. Amazing to me. As we look into the book of Revelation, this picture that the Apostle John begins to paint about the very sphere of authority. Now we're beyond the spirits of Antichrist. Now we're talking about the manifestation of Antichrist himself. There is a difference. The spirit of Christ is already at work in the earth. Or excuse me, the spirit of Antichrist is already at work. We are seeing it manifest, but John is pointing to a day of a witness of a manifestation of one who comes literally the embodiment of the dragon of the beast, literally manifesting to be the Antichrist. And we're shown here a realm or a sphere of authority that he has been given in the earth realm. 
a global alliance. You see political implications. You see governmental implications. You see religious implications. You see financial governance control of the nations. Why? I ask you, why all this hard work from this beast to control the nations, to bring mass manipulation, to bring deception, to bring a, a mark in the earth so that no one can buy or sell any goods, trade any food or goods on the earth. Why go through all of this? Again, it is to destroy God's most prized possession. And yet, here's the other answer. Here's the end game. He desires worship. Isaiah chapter 14. In verse 14, put it in your notes tonight. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 14. He says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I will be like the most high. See, the reason that the spirit of Antichrist right now cannot take over the nations as it wishes, it is because you and I are still here. The spirit, listen, the spirit of Antichrist cannot dominate and rule and subjugate the nations right now because God's children and bride is still in the earth. Wait till it's removed. Wow. I want you to look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Tonight, are you still with me? I believe you're with me. Somebody asked me several weeks ago, we were talking about this and about the wounded head that was healed. Brian, what do you think about that? I don't know. <laughs> There's my answer. I don't know. God hasn't given me revelation on that. He hasn't given me understanding on that. How do you unpack that? You know, the head that was, that was wounded but has been mysteriously healed. I believe it's about to manifest and we may witness it in the earth and then we will have understanding. Remember, faith comes first and understanding comes next, right? I don't understand that, but we may be here to literally witness that and then have understanding and go, there he is right there. We'll be able to mark him. Are you thinking? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's begin to read in verse 1. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of the Lord, don't miss that word, the coming of the Lord, watch this, and our gathering together to him. Don't miss that. The coming of the Lord and the gathering unto him. We ask you, do not soon be shaken in your mind or be troubled, either by spirit or by the word or by letter, as if it was from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day. What, what day is he talking about? The coming of the Lord and the gathering of us unto the Lord. Right? You all see that? That's pretty simple. For the day will not come unless, unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed. Now, who's that targeting? That's targeting who we, who we just read about in Revelation chapter 13, the Antichrist. 
He opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Notice that. He exalts himself. He's still doing the same thing. The reason that he was cast out of heaven is because iniquity was found in him. He desired to exalt himself above God. I'll be worshipped like the Most High. And here Paul is writing. He says he's the one who exalts himself above all that is called God. Or all that is worship. So he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. You can shout amen right there. That's our king right there. You understand that? That's our king. That's our king, folks. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because, watch, they did not, they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Wow, this is sobering. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion. Whoa. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie and that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That is sobering. There's coming a day where there will be the revealing of the lawless one. There is coming a man who has been marked. His destiny is antichrist. Literally, we know in Scripture, Judas was possessed by Satan himself. The Gospels reveal that. But there will be another man who is coming in the earth. I believe he's already alive and well on planet earth. I believe very soon the curtain will be pulled back and that individual will come on the scene. We could be here really to identify and see who that one is. Are you with me? In Daniel chapter, you can look at it later, in Daniel chapter 9, verses 26 and 27, it begins to talk about the peace agreement that releases the, the 70th week of Daniel's visitation and revelation. What happens is what we see in that is the Antichrist will step on the scene and ratify a Middle, Middle East peace agreement between Israel and these nations. I got to tell you, I am standing at attention of the prophetic events that are happening in the world right now. I am in awe right now of Muslim Islamic nations that are now coming into an alliance of peace with Israel. Folks, you better be standing at attention. There's coming a time where an alliance, and I believe we're in a domino effect, to see Bahrain step right behind Dubai, to see Morocco now declare they're going to move their embassy to Jerusalem and give a peace accordance to the nation of Israel. We are seeing, we're, we're seeing what we've never could have dreamed. I mean, the whole world laughed and said Israel will never live again. May 14th, 1948, Israel was raised up out of the dust again. Are you hearing me? And, 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 and bone, 
bones came together and muscle and sinew came upon men and God breathed the breath of life into Israel once again. And they became, as soon as Zion travailed, she gave birth to her children. Isaiah 66 and verse 8. As soon as Zion travailed, a nation was born in a day. And now here we are. Everything is being set on the stage right now for the return of our glorious, victorious, triumphant King of kings and Lord of lords. Wow. Wow. Matthew chapter 24. The words of Jesus are so sobering. And I'm reading out of verses 4 through 8. He says, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name claiming that I am the Messiah. Do not, and, excuse me, and they will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and threats of war. Do not panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. A nation will go, against, uh, go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. I still believe that we are in a smaller birth pain. I think we've all figured out the scamdemic is a real scamdemic. We are in a trial run for the dominance of nations. That demanded compliance. What is all of this? It is the spirit of Antichrist. That spirit is what is ruling behind these people that if they had the ability, they would implode our sovereignty into the United Nations right now. We're in a dangerous place. That's why it is so important for patriot hearts to be awakened that God's sons and daughters rise up right now and be bold and be fierce and do not allow the spirit dominance in our country. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 2, it says this, it says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, the people groan. Groan. <laughs> I, re I remember <clears throat> when Barack Obama was elected president for the second time. I remember staying up that night. How many of you remember that? I remember seeing the results. I remember staying up late that night. Notice what it says, when the wicked man rules, the people that groan. I'm not being dramatic. I thought I was going to go in the bathroom and vomit. I could not take it. I, I, I could not take it. I was overwhelmed. Went to bed that night in prayer. Leave the rest of that alone. Amazing right now, ladies and gentlemen, we stand on the cusp of an election of a lifetime. An election of a lifetime. It's less than eight weeks away. I can hardly believe it. I was at the inauguration when President Trump was sworn in. It's hard to believe in less than eight weeks this election is coming. 
Many of you got my message concerning this is an, an hour of urgency right now. We all know that. That's, that's, that's no surprise. We are at a critical mass for the United States of America right now. As Christians, we have had a legacy for standing for truth. But unfortunately, we have had a more recent history of being very silent during times and seasons of trouble and trials. When we heard when we heard Vice President Pence speak at the RNC, he said it four times. He said, "America is in a a season of testing and trial." This is a time, folks. Listen, this message is for us and many 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 more. This is an hour where we have to stand and vote for righteousness. You cannot compromise. You cannot be weak. We are not cowards. We are not weak. We have to vote in our deep convictions of the word of the Lord. Either this is the word of God or it is not. Either we believe the word of the Lord or we do not. We have to vote righteousness and justice, which are the very throne of the Lord. We have to speak to those around us. Listen, please, I'm here to encourage and strengthen you. You have to speak to those around you in your spheres of influence, and you've got to speak with love, but you've got to speak directly and with conviction. The critical hour of this vote that is coming upon us. I'm, I'm still amazed by so many Christians that have bailed out of their divine sacred honor to vote for this nation. I don't know all the numbers. You probably know the numbers better than I do. I've, I've followed Barna, but I, I can't remember the untold millions of Christians that did not vote in the last many elections. You know, if we just stood up and voted, we would see God's word executed in this land. Educate yourselves. Discern the hour. Understand that we are in a warfare for the very heart and soul of our nation. I'll tell you what, folks, if the left had its way, if the left had its way, every church in America would be closed. They have been tolerating, listen, they have been tolerating Christians, and they're sick of tolerating Christians. They are sick of tolerating the Christians at the White House that are there praying for the president and praying and speaking over his administration and are coming like an Aaron and a Hur and holding up his arms and the arms of this administration. They absolutely despise and hate Christians. And I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. But those wicked voices, hear me. Those wicked voices cannot take away our right to vote. Come November, God will be watching. May we stand bold. May we put down righteousness and justice. But also may we put down the spirit of Antichrist. We are in a war. <clears throat> we are in a war that we're going to win.
we're in a war that we're going to win. This is our time. This is our watch. This is our assignment. This is our wall to be watching on. This is our watch. And we're going to win in this hour. Be strengthened and be encouraged in the battle. I'm going to say again, even in the midst of upheaval and chaos, God is grooming us together as a family to come into the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit beyond anything we've ever, ever imagined. We have been written for such a time as this in this story. Know this, though. We're coming to the final hours of the last days. We're going to see the unveiling of things perhaps that we never dreamed we'd see. We may literally be here to see the Antichrist step on the scene, the man of sin, the man of lawlessness himself, and see this great falling away. But I tell you, the king is coming. I tell you, the king is coming. I tell you, the king is coming. And the spirit and the bride says, come, Lord Jesus. The spirit and the bride say, come, Lord Jesus. He is coming. And I believe that God has not appointed his children unto wrath, but unto salvation. When will he come? At the beginning of the seven, in the three and a half year mark? I don't know. I don't know. I can't give you that answer. But I can tell you this, our king is coming. And we shall behold him and we shall be caught up with the Lord. We shall be caught up with the Lord at the last trump, with the trump of God, where the dead in Christ shall rise first, and all those who are alive and remain, they shall be caught up with the Lord in the air to be gathered together with the Lord forever at the marriage supper of the Lamb. The marriage supper of the Lamb is in our future. You thought we ate great the other night together. The marriage supper of the Lamb is coming. It's in our near future. What we're going to enter into in eternity, like I said to you weeks ago, 10,000 years from now, you and I, are, we're going to be very much alive. And we're going to be doing, Cody, what we were doing tonight. We're going to be worshiping the King of glory, the King of glory for all eternity. In the kingdom come, we're going to be worshiping for all eternity. I am not caught up in the Antichrist. I'm not caught up in all of that. I'm caught up in the kingdom that's coming. The glorious one. The son of God. The son of Abraham. The son of David. The son of man. Jesus, the glorious one. He is coming, my dear friends. Everything that you and I have been living for our whole lives is now coming right towards us. It is racing towards it. And we are racing towards the coming of the kingdom. Don't lose sight of that as things begin to go turbulent all the more. Don't lose sight. Don't lose sight when more birth pains begin to hit the earth. I'm asking God in this hour to remember his mercy. I think judgment is already beginning to crash in. I actually believe that portions of the United States of America are already experiencing the judgments of God. Remember our king is coming. Strengthen yourself in the Lord in this hour.
draw close, press into the Lord, strengthen one another in this hour as you see the day approaching. The day is approaching, and he's coming. Our king is coming. Our king is coming. <laughs> this is where I want to close. Cody, would you come? I want to declare this again because I keep hearing it in my spirit. I've been hearing it for quite a while. The devil's time is short. The devil's time short and that's why he is doing all that he can to rage in the nations right now his time is short think again I'm going to say this again think of God's long suffering forbearance and patience throughout all of humanity from the time where he, he created Adam and breathed in him the breath of life here we are in 2020 throughout the thousands upon thousands of years upon the earth the patience of God Knowing that one day he will give a final verdict to evil. Forever and ever, Satan will be cast into the lake of fire, burning forever. But the sons and the daughters of the kingdom shall go into everlasting joy. Ha <laughs> ha. Everlasting joy. Everlasting joy. Hallelujah. I'd like you to stand tonight. Thanks for being patient with me tonight. <laughs> Put your Bibles aside. There's a sweetness of the Lord in the house tonight. There's something powerful when we when we focus on just the simplicity of the Lord Himself and we're singing directly to Him about His holiness. Something always shifts in the very atmosphere of any worship gathering that we are doing. When we go, when our eye is singular, the Bible says in Proverbs, it says, when our eye is singular, then the whole body is full of radiance or full of light. In these closing moments tonight, I want us to focus on the Lord. I want us to focus on our bridegroom who is coming for us. Lord, let your spirit of holiness wrap around us tonight. The spirit of holiness envelop us, Lord. Let us get caught up in you taken up and raptured in you tonight in this place, God, by acknowledging your very glory, your very essence that is in this place. Hallelujah. You are holy, Lord. You are holy, Lord. Would you just exalt the Lord with me tonight? Just begin to exalt him. He's holy. You're holy, Lord. You're holy, Lord. <laughs> You're glorious, Lord. You're glorious, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, God, who is like you? Yahweh. Creator God, you are Yahweh. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Holy is the Lord. 
holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Oh, holy is the Lord. Oh, holy is the Lord. Just reminded tonight that we need to receive the gifts that Father said I will give unto you, that we will not doubt. We just receive miracles right now from the Lord. Amen. Come on, let's declare it again. Lord, we receive the miracles that you have for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dispense the miracles, Father. Those that are online tonight, God, miracle working power, miracle intervention, God, in lives tonight. Miracle intervention, God. Gifts, surprises, God. Hallelujah. Miracle healing power be released tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Holy, 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 holy. Holy. We receive, Lord. We receive, Lord, oh, God, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh, God, we are yoked with your spirit, God. We are one and in unity with your spirit. We thank you that the spirit of Antichrist has no hold or no grip on us, hallelujah, Lord, we are in perfect union with your spirit, oh God. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, oh God. Oh, holy, holy, holy Lord. Holy, holy, holy Lord. Glory. I want to encourage, encourage all of us tonight, if you can linger, I want to open the altars back up, if you can linger to just worship and get before the Lord tonight, I just invite you to come and stay, linger before Him, receive from Him, drink of the Lord tonight. And for those of you that have to go, we just declare the blessing of the Lord upon the house in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we bless you. May it be a miracle week unto you. May you feast on the word. May you worship in the realms of God this entire week. May you be refreshed by the Spirit of God. Lord, you go before us. You prepare the way before us. This is going to be a miracle breakthrough week. Hallelujah. It is going to be a miracle breakthrough week. Hallelujah. God, we thank you that gifts are going to manifest. Gifts are going to manifest. Hallelujah. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah. He's lifting up his countenance over you. He's smiling upon you. He is taking delight over you. Heaven celebrates you. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You are a citizen of heaven. You are known in heaven and in the earth. And you are celebrated by our Father. So, Lord, take your delight in your sons and daughters. May we be bold. May we be courageous. May we speak your word. Lord, may this week, may we win souls for you. God, as you, as you intersect and collide divine assignments, may we win souls this week. May we sow seed. May we water this week. May we harvest this week. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And just pray and release the activation of the Holy Spirit to just loose you into the fields this week. You will be effective. You are anointed. You have the mind of Christ. You are directed by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You are mighty in God. And the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells within you. You are mighty in God. We bless you, church. We bless you, church. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord praise tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.